1: And welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. Tonight's guest travels internationally as a speaker and coach. He's worked with Donald Trump, Richard Branson, Al Pacino, Howard Schultz, Steve Wozniak, and countless other business icons. He's the world's number one wealth coach, and I have him here tonight to discuss sex, money, and power. Welcome to the show, J.P. Fox.
2: Thank you, thank you. That was a very interesting intro to you had there. So <laughs> I,
1: I'm even afraid of talking. It some, uh,
2: sounds like I'm doing something illegal.
1: <laughs> Before we get started, where is the best place for our listeners to keep up with everything that you're doing?
2: Well, I mean, they can go to my website, jcfoxlive.com, and they can see my blog and my events and all over the world and the things that I do. And we do so many things, and we just had a sort of an end-of-year meeting today which uh, was like 13 hours of reviewing facts, wow. numbers, and statistics, and numbers, and what went well and what didn't go well. So, you know, it's so somewhat exciting what the future holds for 2015. And I tell people that 2015 is going to be their year because uh, 2014 was a year of the grind, it seems, you know. We just a lot of us worked very hard and uh sometimes it felt like we weren't moving, but as long as you keep putting your head down and surrounding yourself with great people, the possibilities are amazing. So anytime they want to check things out and also you can check me on my Facebook fan page and, and I check those personally. So, you know, whatever I can be an assistance, I'm always here.
1: Awesome. So your success is fairly new, like eight or nine years old. Tell me a little bit about your backstory, J T.
2: I was starting to feel old. So, um, you know, I started going eight or nine years. That's, that's actually quite a long time. Um, uh, you know, listen, I, I, as I tell people, I'm, I was originally born in Montreal, Canada. I stuttered from the age of eight to 24, moved from Canada to the United States with $974. And then did my first deal, my second deal, my third deal, nine months without doing anything. And I was about to move back to uh, Canada where I would go completely broke. And, uh, I did my first deal and then my second, my third, and then, uh, you know, I uh, made my first million at the end of 24. I was a multi millionaire by 25 and the rest has kind of been history. And, and, you know, you start off with one thing and you diversify to so many different things. I mean, who would have thought that I'd be speaking to tens of thousands of people. I would have had a radio show for seven years, uh, syndicated wow. across the U S and in Canada. And I stuttered uh, and I overcame that. And now I have so many different businesses across so many different industries. Um, so uh, you know, that's it's, it's funny when you look back at that. I mean, the person that I am today is very different than what I was six seven yeah, years did, ago.
1: How did you grow up? Like, what were your parents like? What did they do for a living?
2: Uh, man, my parents are... my parents, I've got two younger sisters. They're completely opposite. My dad is a snow removal, asphalt truck driver, and, uh, and my mom was just a, a stay-at-home mom and, and like a French tutor. And, uh, you know, I, I, my parents never really believed in me. I mean, a lot of Uh, A few people said, well, you know, you're lucky, and, and, you know, you must have supported parents. And and I think my parents have never once told me they were proud of me except three weeks ago. I got a random email, and my dad said to me, he saw me with Al Pacino and Sylvester Stallone, and he said he was proud (laughs) of me. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, he wasn't proud. He wasn't proud of Jack Welch. He wasn't proud of all the businesses I own. He was proud. So, so thank you, Sylvester and Al Pacino, because now my dad is proud of me. So Even, the Tru-
1: Even the Trumps. I mean, you hang out with the Trumps. He wasn't yeah, proud that, of that either. That's not
2: impressive. Wow. I hang out with a helicopter. That's not impressive. Raise over a million for charity for, uh, for sick children. Not impressive. You know, help tens of thousands of people, 100,000 all over the world, change countries. Not yeah. impressive.
0: The yeah. fact that you know
2: what I was with Al Pacino and Sylvester Stallone—that was impressive. So <laughs> I'm call Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, hey, that
1: was now. long. That email was long overdue. It sounds like it was long overdue. So at least you know your dad kind of like stepped on you know whatever was going on. At least he did reach out and say he was proud of you. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, you know, you know I mean, it's,
2: to be honest with you, it doesn't uh, it doesn't really affect me. I mean, listen, you don't hear it. You can't choose your your your, your exactly. family that's unfortunately true. and and I have a, a red ribbon around my uh, wrist that says family first and and our coaching students and have sort of become family you know they they yeah. they've said to me many times they're proud of me uh so you know I just take it the way it is and I smell. I, I took the, a, a page out of book with still Indian and you know, I give my parents money every month don't ask me for more that's it that's what you get And that way I don't say like big, (laughs) bad JT with a lot of money wouldn't take care of his parents. And so I just give him my money and call it a day.
1: Was there an epiphany or aha moment or a life changing experience that changed your path? Like where you just decided like enough with this, like I'm going in another direction?
2: Well, people say, you know, dreams come true. Dreams don't come true. Let's be very clear with that. Kind of a lot of people talk about dreams, 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 dreams. Yeah. Visions come true. I mean, Mr. Right. Trump and Richard Branson are not dreamers. They're visionaries.
1: Visionaries, Dreamers
2: right. talk about what they're going to do while visionaries actually do. Do it, So yeah. uh, I think a moment for me, I have to say, uh, my first coach, you know, and a lot of times people are trying to do things without coaches, and a wise man learns from his mistakes while a genius learns from other people's mistakes. And I tell people there's two things. Right that are preventing them from earning their worth and Why you're not more successful than you are. Number one is excuses. I mean, the less excuses you have, the more successful you are going to become. And no one cares how good your excuses are. We all have a sad story. We all started with nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and a lot of people say, well, I did my best. Your best is not good enough. You have right. to do whatever it takes. And, and that's really the difference. I mean, business is like crabbing, you know, the show Deadliest Catch. You put your pots in. you got all kinds of crazy weather, drama on <laughs> the thing. Sometimes you have crabs. Sometimes you don't have crabs, although that could be interesting and be edited very differently on your show, uh, whether we have crabs or not. But hey, that's really what it is. And business is a grind. And, right. and so that's the excuses you have. And then uh, I think a, another proportion is not just the excuses. It's also to, um, I think, uh, whether you have a mentality of, you know, am I going uh, do I have help? You know, there's no such thing as a self-made man, as Arnold told me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you know, you need something. And a coach tells you, do it this way, do it that way, do it better. Uh, right. Don't do this. Don't waste time on that. And people that say, well, it costs money. Coaching costs money. I believe you. My coaching has made me millions because right. I've avoided a lot of mistakes. And the ones exactly. I have made mistakes yeah. are the ones that I did myself. And I'm like, well, I'm the world's number one wealth coach. I'm going to do it myself. I don't need help. And then. You know, my coaches will remind me. One of them is George Ross, Donald Trump's right here. Man, this guy coaches Donald Trump at me. And he says, how's that working out, number one? You know what I mean? And so I always get that little dose of reality, but I need that. You know, That's I use awesome. that realism. I use I that realism. I
1: love, yeah, I love what you said. I always say there's two ways to learn mistakes or mentors. Learn from mentors instead of making your own mistakes. I love what you said. That's awesome. And of course, as a coach myself, I truly appreciate what you're saying about coaches. And I think being a coachable coach, it speaks volumes about your character as well. How did you connect with some of the world's most powerful people? I mean, you just come on, you know, you come to the U.S., you're talking about your first deal, your second deal, and, you know, you just worked your way up. But how? How did you initially connect with some of the world's most powerful people?
2: Well, here's the thing about a lot of people like, oh, JT's all these celebrities. He pays it. Of course I pay to be the celebrity. No one does anything for free, right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I, you know, my thought process is, you know, I go in and I have an event and I'll pay for a celebrity to come. They don't know who I am. Schultz doesn't know who I am. Pacino, Stallone. None of those people know who I am. So I pay them. And I spend 15 minutes before an event with them. And we do a great job hanging out at the event that after that I build a relationship. And just like Apple co-founder has become a very close friend of mine. Um, this is a guy who was with, like basically started Apple with Steve Wozniak and he right. said I was the closest thing to, then once they get to know me, I don't ask them for anything. I build a relationship. Exactly. But when these celebrities hire me to coach them, I don't give them for free because they're friends. And so I, I that's why I build a lot of great relationships, but you have to pay you can't go to people and say, give me free, give me free, give me for me advice, mentor me, coach me, because successful people are busy, and we've all had to pay our dues. We've all had to make sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's a, a misconception. And then what happens is that once you're around a set of people, then you attract other successful people, and successful exactly. people know other successful people. And right. through my contacts of my celebrity friends, I've met other celebrities and business tycoons and done business with them and grow. And at the end of the day, like, I have all of their cell phone numbers. I mean, I was texting Sylvester Stallone just this morning. So
1: uh, I know. We and you're even forth. at the point where this last Thanksgiving, they're, you're, like, hanging out with Richard Branson. And, like, you developed that relationship. You guys are really good friends now. It's not just well, a business relationship, right? But the
2: haters, the haters will say it's Photoshop. So what I did is I photoshopped <laughs> myself in the ocean
1: with Richard
2: Branson, right, in the water. And so that's the thing with haters. I mean, you know, people say, oh, yeah. know, how do you know you're number one wealth coach? Well, I'm, I, if you know what I get paid per day, it's, an extra, it's a huge amount. Second of all, the results, and third, that's how the media introduces me. That's what they put in magazines. That's what they right. put on cover of magazines. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm successful, not because I'm good at business. Uh, I'm successful because I've made my clients successful. My model has always been powered by your success. And sure, right. success, you know, gets haters. But I've always said, whoever is trying to bring you down is below you. Exactly. You'll never have a success. You know, yesterday I was talking to Stephen Graham, Oprah's man, and he's a very good friend of mine. And by the way, that's another guy I paid to come to my event, and we've had a relationship for three and a half years. We've golfed so many times together. Awesome. Um, and he used to say to me, when Oprah quit her show and started her own network, it didn't do very well. Everybody was hating. She can't do it. And Seven said to me, you watch. She's going to turn it around. And right. everyone was just doubting it. And it's funny because I said, you know what? Not only did Oprah turn it around, but no one's talking about it because that doesn't make good news. So those who hate are those <laughs> who don't like the reflection that they see, right? And people will right. like, hey, or, or hate on Donald Trump, and they'll say this and that. you know, we're six $6 billion, right? So the only time successful people do not take advice from people that are less successful than them. You know, I own right. a lot of businesses. But when I go to bed, I go to thinking how I can make my clients more successful i invite clients to my home i spend holidays with my clients you know for example you call me jt this jt that well i'm leaving on the 24th or this is actually the 24th is being air so i'm leaving to st Jude's children's hospital and i'm going to spend christmas uh the holidays at st Jude's children's hospital t- taking a tour of the hotel hopefully spending time with the kids and 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 giving toys to them and things like that that's, that's awesome. what i do
1: You know, and I've been
2: on the road, I've been on the road 320 days, longer than I've ever been in all of my years.
1: You've been everywhere. Like, you've been to like every country. Every time I'm in contact with you, you're in a different country. I'm in the United
2: States now. I'm in the United States.
1: You're in the United States right now, but I mean, in the past six months, how many different countries have you been in?
2: 24. Uh, This year, 24 countries total in the last 24 months, and I do business in 30. So I've been to India, South Africa, Botswana.
1: You've been everywhere. Everywhere. I've so aside everywhere, yeah. from having lots of celebrities at your events, what can someone expect when they come to one of your events as far as content? Like give us like a little teaser. are well, some, some of
2: the people, content? Uh, the things, I teach people things that I did yesterday, things I did today, and things I did tomorrow. I never teach the same thing twice. I teach people marketing, branding. You know, marketing is the engine of your business, while branding is the fuel. I teach people about how to brand themselves. You know, you've got a personal brand. You've got to have right. a company brand. I teach people how to build and monetize relationships, how to raise capital, how to grow their business, uh, how to get more clients. I teach people exactly what works and what doesn't work. Uh, I teach people also, you know, the power of, you know, negotiating and sales. And pretty much, and then sometimes I have events where I do properties or Internet marketing. I mean, that's so many different breasts of different businesses. And it really depends what the tour is all about. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about results. I mean, most of my events on the front end are free. And then we handpick the people that we want to work with. And, and, but everybody leaves not knowing, like, I got teased. Or, and my events are not full of 10 or 15 people selling crap. We're running to the back of the table and for the first yeah. 10 or else you die. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I just believe in <laughs> just giving a lot of great content. But usually right. the ones who complain are the ones who can't afford the product. And, and they right. are the biggest yellers and complainers. And then I'll go, say, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give my program for free. All of a sudden I went from the biggest scumbag in the world to, like, the greatest guy in the world. So he's amazing.
1: <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. So you do the events, you do the speaking again, events all over the world. If someone wants to book you, do they go to your website? And also, JT, are you available for one-on-one coaching?
2: Well, uh, I mean, you know, the problem is that I I used to do a lot more of it, but now I like working my businesses. I mean, all of my coaches are personal clients that I've coached personally, so they mm-hmm. they kind of get it and and. And there's very few people that can afford me, uh, and it's just because obviously the better you are, the more you can charge, and the less. and And I rather do the things that I teach rather than than do that.
1: Um, right.
2: And then, uh, and, and so, so yeah, I mean, they can go to my to website. You,
1: if someone wants to book you for an event, and your event, I mean, you have tens of thousands of people sometimes. But if someone does want to book you for an event, where do they go? Do they go to your website then? Yeah,
2: they go they, could, they go to my website or they go to jtfoxxxlive.com. dot com and okay. you know the event I events all over the world um and you know we're coming out with the calendar probably by January 3rd you'll have the calendar for the first 6 months so there'll be a lot more US dates and Canadian dates and I've been really international. People say, why? Well, you start earning euros and pounds. It's a lot more excited than US uh, <laughs> yeah. dollars. So.
1: Okay. So you know that my show is about love, sex, and relationships. And even in Napoleon Hill's book, Thinking Grow Rich, that was published in 1937, it talks about sexual attraction or energy in relationship to success. How important do you personally think that sexual attraction is in, in relationship to success?
2: Well, people buy people. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, when you're on stage, however you look at people like power and people are turned on by power, uh, whether it's men or women, you know, men for right. other reasons, obviously, women for other people. And, and you know, I'm a people say I'm a powerful speaker, I, I just like to think that I speak from the heart. But, you know, if you're an attractive person and, and you're up there doing what you do, just like if there's a very hot, attractive female, I don't care what you do, I mean, I know what people are thinking, so uh, it would be naive to know. Uh, I've really, you know. But here's always said, you know, a bald, fat person with a lot of money is much more marketable than a good looking broke person.
1: So uh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> if you don't
2: believe true, me, just go, yeah. just go to Miami, just go to Miami. <laughs> I've
1: been to Miami. Uh, I live up the yeah, street. So you, you know I know. So, yeah, absolutely. So the American
2: dream is still alive uh, for some people, and obviously yeah. these are not the type of women that you that obviously you want to be. But you know, if you're 45 and you're old and you're fat and and you can get a 22 year old that's hot and she's using for your money. Well, you know what?
0: You'd be
1: surprised. There's a lot of women in that situation, too, these days. It's kind of the, the roles are being reversed. There's a lot of cougars out there doing the same thing, a lot of wealthy cougars doing the same thing. Let me ask you this. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty, because...
2: Oh, I, th- I thought we already did.
1: No, we haven't. there's more gritty. We really haven't. Yeah, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. You're very controversial. You have a lot of controversy out there. And, of course, you know, I think everyone pretty much knows that knows you knows who you are so what is the downside of success what are some of the Uh you know the more things that have happened that have been the downside of your success well
2: you know listen the controversy comes from the byproduct of haters and and i always tell people if you haven't been sued then you haven't done enough business but uh, the downside of fame uh, and successes that people just want to sue you because you have money. There's three ways to get rich in America. One, win the lottery two, work for it. That's not very attractive. And number four, I'm going to sue you for it. So a lot of people will take things. I mean, I'm probably one of the few people on the planet who've been sued for sexual harassment for someone I never even met. And of course, Okay, Washington... so tell my
1: listeners about that, because I want to clear up these misconceptions. And I want you, you know, this show, we have no FCC regulations. You can say whatever you want. And, you know, I've gotten to know you a little bit. I think you're amazing. I want people to know, like, what your side of it is. Well,
2: I mean, listen, there's really no side. I mean, come, someone came in, and they sent a letter and, and saying, you know what, uh, you know, we need you to pay 100000 This is someone who's a client of ours, and, and the daughter was attracted. And she reached out to me, and I, I actually was sick during that time and sent a couple of text messages, and none of them were bad. Uh, and she was actually hitting on me, but I actually didn't respond. I was sick, and I guess her dad must have found out. And, and um, he flipped out, and I never did anything, never met her or anything like that. And then they sent the letter three months. They wanted his money back after a week. It said, here you go, here's your money back. And, and three months later, said, if you don't give us $100,000, uh, we are going to go public and do all these things. And I was like, I didn't do anything, so go ahead. and and then all of a sudden that's what they did and it lasted a year by the time it gets to court. I mean, you know, you sue in California and the person lives in Canada and never even been to California. It just it's crazy, you know. And but that's yeah. what happens. You had an ambulance chaser and I refuse to settle and I'm the type of person. If you're gonna come, you better make sure. And uh <laughs> and then you know what I mean? And so you better make sure you win. 'Cause I'll I'll I have deep pockets, I have insurance. So I have insurance, so you can all you want, and I don't settle so because then it opens up the door. And, uh, of course, when it came out, all the haters are like, oh, this and that, it, JT, I knew it. There's no such thing as innocence until so you're proven guilty when you're a celebrity. Uh, and then I won, and, of course, no one says anything. And sometimes people are like, oh, I heard this. I'm like, whatever. But usually those are people who say things like that. You know, people say, JT, what are all your companies? Because I own a lot of companies. And why would you want to know every other company I own for the fact that you're trying to break me down? There is no successful person in the world that I know reveals all of their assets because they don't want to get sued. And so people say, well, Trump has. Well, yes, Trump has a hotel, but a lot of his hotels are – he doesn't even own. It's a licensing deal, and there's a lot of assets and companies they own that – that you don't even know he owns. I ju- I know they own so
1: many LLCs, it's insane. Like, he forms LLCs and every single day. Every single course. day, I did a project with Trump, and I couldn't believe that when I found out the way that he does business. is amazing. And so, There's but the so many projects that... that nobody hears about. There's, I mean, a plethora of projects every single day that nobody hears about, and then the ones that they do, they just look at those. But yeah, I agree with you. There's other stuff, too. There wasn't just this incident with this daughter of a client, or whatever the case may be. There's other stuff too. Have you found- uh, there was
2: Trump University and then the AG sued him and they won that. So, you know, like I said, everyone was trying to attack and, and that's just part of success. And so I tell people yeah. often when people point their finger at somebody else, they have three fingers pointing at him. Donald Trump is yeah, more true. controversial than and, than anything. But you cannot. You have to respect his abilities for having oh, yeah, made absolutely. the money and the fact that he was down and he made it back. He's got and, the biggest
1: brand. Right. He's got. The, he's yeah. one of the biggest brands in America. Okay. Yeah. So I find I find myself as a high profile individual. It's really difficult to connect with the right person that understands my lifestyle, how busy I am, whatever. Just so I've chosen to be single. Has it been difficult for you to find the right person to have like a long term oh, relationship with, or do you I mean, even listen, want I,
2: one? I, I'm 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 young. I'm successful. So that and that it's not it's not hard to find anyone. I mean it's real easy. I mean I know a lot of people. But I think what happens is, um, you know, I think you have to treat the person you're with the same you treat your company, and that's a drawback the work. It's, and the problem is that you're an A player, and you're trying to find a person to fit in your box and according to your world. And very few guys. You know, want to be with women that make more money than them. You know, they may not admit it, but that's embarrassing. And that's and true. also too, we all know about your little flowers all over Facebook. And, <laughs> and okay, this and, is
1: this is an interview about you, so let's and not then, go and there. Then <laughs> half, and,
2: and, then, and then those pictures with cherries coming out of your lips oh or my, whatever, oh oh whatever's going older. on. Here.
1: So
0: so you know, dudes
2: so <laughs> have to be very very thin. So you want some nice little boy and package it. but then you'll find that little man and who will be all your needs, but then you'll dump him.
1: There's lots of them. There's lots of them. And then you will
2: dump him because you're not being challenged by them because you need to be challenged and intellectually assimilated. So you want an A-player, powerful guy, to sit in your box, and that's impossible. No, I don't, want them to sit. At, oh, I don't please.
1: want them to sit in my box. I yes, want them to do. be themselves and be creative. No yeah. way. I've already had those relationships where I could walk them on a leash. I don't want anyone I can walk on a leash. I want someone you're, that uh, your challenges me. You know, your last me. relationship
2: was like that. Come on. You <laughs> know what I mean? So the problem is that you're always too busy. You, you always have, I'm working this, I'm working that, right? And work is number one in your life, and no matter how you put it, that's what it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what drives you, and that's what you love. And so I love the way it, you a flipped
1: the big... script on me and made this about me when I was asking uh, you. The well, question. it is about
2: you. So you Alright, so you're, let me ask trying. you this.
1: Let me ask oh. you this. Do you find that a lot of women are throwing themselves at you or wanting to hook up with you because of the wealth factor nah. and the connections you have?
2: No. Nah, well, here's the thing. I'm not a. Uh, I've always spotted the gold digger. So I'm. Yeah, not exactly. Like do you test like, like, them. for example, I know you get a lot of people that send you Louis Vuitton purses and all that crap and flowers every day. That's not me, you know? I believe in more authenticity. And I don't I don't need to be a sugar daddy. I'm not old and I don't need a sugar daddy though.
1: But I, make like my own, I don't but I make my own sugar.
2: Do, do you return those purses when they come to your house with the flowers? I don't return I don't I don't
1: the I don't return the diamonds either. I really yes, don't. don't
2: unless
1: it's an engagement ring, then I feel guilty and Handling, and I return the those. Right
2: the right women are not impressed by that. You know, they're they're impressed with genuineness, and and because you can have all the money in the world, but it can go all away, and and at the end of it, there has to be the. It's, it's
1: not being impressed by it. It's liking to be spoiled. I'll admit that I like to be spoiled, but it's not being impressed with it because I can but buy, can all, that. I can buy all, all that stuff myself, so sure, I don't, don't need it,
2: right? So you don't need it. So you're, and also too, if they don't really know you other than a professional relationship or talk to you, and they're sending you you know, diamond in a bag, they're sending it because they want to get laid. And that's what guys do. Oh, they send stuff like that yeah. to impress you.
1: That's Come true. On. I mean, yeah, nobody,
2: that's right. nobody said that. Sorry, nobody said guys. The Louis Vu- yeah. So <laughs> that's, a, that's classic <laughs> That was his
1: boyfriend that sent the Louis Vuitton purses anyway. You be quiet. let <laughs> how do you, you
2: <laughs> For <all>, <laughs> How
1: do we even
2: know? that I, God forbid, all the things you got and those flowers. And here's the thing, too. You like to show them on Facebook so the whole world can see that you got flowers so that more people send you stuff. And if you were very concerned about protecting the jealousy of the man, you wouldn't post it for all the world because he probably watches your. No, Facebook. you know what? Like, if uh, there
1: is, if there, when there is a fan or a client that sends me something, you bet your ass I'm going to post it because I appreciate it and I love my fans and I love my clients. So why uh, wouldn't so I? You post could have, it? you could
2: have sent it directly. Why wouldn't I uh, post method? it? And
1: if there's a man that can't handle me getting gifts from fans or clients, he's not the man for me. So we'll that's the time, bottom line. But also, so You're also. I mean, what also, if what if I was an actress and I had to get on set and I had a fake have sex with someone or make out with someone because I'm an actress and you can't But you wouldn't, you but you wouldn't
2: be posting you wouldn't be you wouldn't but be, would be on the and silver say, by the screen, way it'd
1: be on the big screen so, so i that's mean that's fine but you, you can't. want but, Handily, but she would not go
2: on Facebook and say, hey, I just oh, made out with Leo Oprah, today. Oprah
1: posts everything that she gets from her fans and her and, and her oh, people that's just, that's all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, it just mm. shows that we're loved and we're respected and, you know, whatever the case may be. And, yeah, it's mostly guys, though. Okay, so here on Dr. Zoe today, we encourage people to have stakes,
2: safe or sex. Or it could be the JT Fox show at this point. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I know, because you're a control freak and you just want to take over. I am not
2: control freak. Yes, I just decided are. to take to over oh, this is J.T. Fox. We are live. <laughs> the, the money and power show because sex is too put,
1: controversial. Put Dr. We're Zoe on be. the spot. Put Dr. Zoe on the spot. All right. So seriously, we encourage people to have safe sex. And um, I know for myself that's really important. And you and I have even talked about it before. How important is safe sex to you?
2: Well, who's gonna say it's not? I mean what kinda of question I mean,
1: I know, but seriously, like I mean being <laughs> like when Colin you're Ford. worth more when you have more to lose and you have more to offer, don't you think that it hires your consciousness a bit about well, having things sex?
2: Listen, I, I've never smoked, I've never had drugs, I've never even had a drink in my whole life. And and I see a, a lot drink, of drink not who, a drink. Not never even had a drink. I never drank in my whole life. And I don't condemn people who do. It's just my parents were alcoholics and 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 I both my sister, I think my sister just got out of rehab or is in rehab now. Some my parents are too controversial to be on the Jerry Springer show, but that's another story. <laughs> so so the you know and so I see a lot of people they make that mistake and
0: and yeah. what happens
2: is and they you learn you know, from that it, that's awesome and then also too the only thing I think about is twenty percent of my income of some woman that I wouldn't want to see for a second time uh, for you know or a third time because she turned out to be crazy who just wanted me yeah. to have a baby. And all I could think about is having a kid with someone that I don't love or don't want to be with who's extorting me for money every month and creates the Jerry Springer show. And rather <laughs> than taking the money every month to pay for the kid <laughs> in the school, she buys herself a big car, a nice car, has a nice trip, and the kid goes in there, and next thing you know, she claims that it's part of her lifestyle. You know, and so I've seen a lot of stories, and you've seen professional athletes. You have clients that probably have six or seven or all ten baby mamas.
1: All the so, time, uh, yeah, it so happens I mean, all the I'll time. Listen. Or they come out of the blue. There's a client that I have, and this is no joke. And I want this is a little, this is a little, you know, nasty, but it's true. Girl gave oral sex, went in the bathroom, took semen out of her mouth and put it in her vagina and got pregnant
2: First with baby. of all, that is the Boris Becker story. So, if Boris Becker's is fine, <laughs> then I need to sign tennis it, ball. Anyway, okay.
1: anyway, best so sex you've Boris ever
2: had. I, best right best sex you've a ever teacher?
1: had. I'm the confidential uh, coach. I'm not going to say anything else. On the best J.C. Fox show right now. I think it's Dr. happened... happened. It has happened to more than one person, obviously. There's girls that have basters. They take turkey basters. There's lots and lots of women out there trying to get pregnant by high-profile men. That's always been and always going to be.
2: How about this next year on the Dr. Zoe show? Turkey baster. Different uses you can use for Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) JT, JT, what's the best focus? What's the best sex you've ever had? Think.
2: I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a... Very selective. I've had three very long-term relationships, and and it's never been a a number. I think it's very important. I think a lot of – I mean, you've seen this, especially in the NFL this year uh, and all over the world, I think a lack of respect for women. Um, And not only just in the business world, I think women are much better – a business uh than they are um uh, than men because women are about building relationships I know. I'm not
1: talking about naming names. I'm talking about like no, you know banging some banging somebody before an event and having some great sex before you get on stage. Something like that. Some you know something like that. Anything like that?
2: Listen, I had sex on top of the Eiffel Tower but There you go. Um, there so, you go. Thank you. I you. know, am right. a firm
1: believer in the greater the risk, the greater the reward. What would you well, say? I don't know about Is, that. What's your <laughs> what's your riskiest business deal that you've done so far that's turned out to be amazing?
2: Well, but here's the thing, too. I never take risks. I'm all about risk management. If you take a look at the world's most successful people, they hedge risks. Most people think they go all in and they go all out. They have to take
1: some risk, though. But they, have
2: they, to, went they in. hedge the banks. It's all about protecting right. the downside. True. Like for example, True. would you say that Richard Branson was a risk taker for starting Virgin Airlines? Would you agree with me that that's a risk?
1: I'm sure that he had to take risks throughout his career okay, well, so, in order but here's to what happened make things happen. Branson.
2: He bought the air, he started the airline and had a deal with Boeing. If the airline doesn't make money or fold, he just returns the plane and it wasn't on the hook so 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 yeah is the airline business risky, super risky, but it's about hedging risks. and so when I look at business, I ask myself three things: what's the best thing that could happen with this deal, this opportunity, or even dating this person? what's the best outcome? Uh, then I take a look at what's the worst case scenario? Right, what if this, this relationship doesn't work out? What if this deal doesn't work out? And the third is, what's the most likely scenario? And then I call it the J.T. Fox law of success. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, <laughs> decide. And I make a decision right there. 90% of the decisions right. are made that are gut-based are the correct ones. So when we start thinking about it is analysis by paralysis. You know some of the best relationships I've had. It happens in Spot and dainty. Was it like oh three dates we did this and four right, dates we did right. that? And, and, Going with and, your intuition, and like, your I'm not like that. You know, right. women are like oh, I'm not like that, but you know. So I think it's all about flow, but it depends what the agenda. I'm not a game player, right? In the business, you know, I play the game and money is how you keep score. But in personal relationships, I, I believe in treating women with respect and authority and. And uh, it's it's not respect just never and been a number. authority
1: so authoritative, like being the man and being in control. Is that what you're saying? No,
2: no. I mean, I, I, I respected that that we're equal. And I think right. that, you know, you, people say, "Oh, JT, do you think you're better than everybody else?" I don't think I'm better than anybody listening here in the world. I work hard. Uh, I love what I do. I surround myself with Would great people. Would you consider
1: yourself confident or cocky?
2: Well, it, you're only cocky if you know, people only call it cocky for people who haven't done it. To so people who've done it, you call it confident. So if right. you think somebody else is cocky, you, have you haven't to done have,
1: I mean, you have to have, like, some major set of balls to it's do everything that you succeed. do. It's hard to succeed. And, and when it other is.
2: people succeed, I'm like, wow, good for you, man, because I know how hard it is for you to succeed. Exactly. But people say, oh, he's cocky or she's cocky. Well, you have, what have you done? Now, if, exactly. if people say, oh, Donald Trump is arrogant and cocky. Okay, well, if Donald Trump doesn't care what you say unless you're worth more than $6 billion, if Warren Buffett told Donald Trump you're cocky, I'm pretty much sure he would listen.
1: So a event, <laughs> yeah. there's a difference
2: between confidence and arrogance. Confidence right. is you own it. What about narcissism? What do
1: you think about narcissism? Well,
2: you know, there's some people who are, you know, you, if you're a shitty person and do you, you make takes, a lot of think takes
1: like, yeah, I mean, but do you yeah, think if it you're a shitty person a and of... you make a lot of money,
2: you become a bigger asshole? If you're a good person, and to be honest with you, me, my whole life people have told me, my whole life people told me. Uh, that I would never make it. You know, that's just... And they still do. And when I made it, I tried to tell everybody who told me not to make it, I ha look at me. And all of a sudden, no one ever says, oh, JT, you proved us wrong. Oh, my God. I, I'm so <laughs> sorry. So they just ended up hating you more. I mean, you can ask a lot of people. I know right? what I all...
1: love about the people who thought I would never make it is I don't even have to say anything to them or acknowledge them. I just let them watch, let them stalk, let them, you know, let them go ahead and stalk me. Let them watch what I do. And it's like, you know, it's all the haters are is just fuel. That's all they are. It's just extra fuel. To me that's all it is. And who cares exactly what you said if they're hating or yeah, the below too. you.
2: Most people most people believe, I mean a lot of the haters are actually competitors who put fake reviews online. Uh you have yeah, to be careful about true. that. To protect but brand. but who want has to time
1: for that? You know you know what I had I had someone people. Okay, check this out. I had someone who was a best friend of mine back in the 90s. I helped, late 90s, helped this guy, I think it was 98 or 99, helped this guy, got him into an industry, fucking mentored him, did so much for him. I mean, did so much for him, it's crazy. And I love to give to people. I love it. Treated him like a brother, loved him like a brother. So lately, all of a sudden, here he is, hating, hating, hating. I find out that he's a guy that's putting negativity out there. I was heartbroken at first because... So was somebody so close to me, and then I thought, meh, who cares? Just move on to the next thing. It's just jealousy. The well, that's true, too. But when
2: someone goes out and does research about you and says, oh, I heard about this, and it's not true, and you lose business of it, or it's hurtful, or people okay. think we make assumptions.
1: Okay, one of my assistants brought up something to me before we did this interview, and it was a lady who's out there who wrote this big blog about you and said that um, you guys were dating and you had a woman living at, with you at the same time yeah. that she didn't All know right. about. Blah, blah, blah.
2: So, again, this is uh, I call her the crazy Russian. And basically, (laughs) I wasn't with my girlfriend. I went out, and I wasn't interested in her. And I told her that. And at the end of the day, she couldn't take no for an answer. And so at the end of the day, and so she's trying to get famous off of my name, which whatever. And at the end of the day, she tries to Ponzi her book that two people read. And, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, and that's the problem. Anybody who airs, like, Dirty Laundry, (laughs) is meant to be, like, in your dirty basket. What about people who
1: copy everything that you do? It used to bother me 10 years ago. Now I consider it a compliment. Like, there's so much regurgitated content out there. There's lots of speakers, and you and I know a lot of them. They go out there, and they just say everything that Tony Robbins says, or they just say everything that Jim Rohn says, and they just regurgitate the same material. Mm. I like people with original content. I encourage people to be authentic. What about the people that copy? I have so many people that steal my shit and Copy and it used to bug me, JT, but now I just consider it a compliment. I mean, well, I think my it's coach just a always,
2: My coach always says strategic thinking is the gateway to innovation, and right. what you want to be able to do is it forces you to continuously innovate. As we saw with Apple, they got too cocky and didn't want to change. Samsung came in, took over market share worldwide and Apple had to come up with a bigger phone, iPhone six and iphone six plus, and they sold ten million the first weekend. So you always gotta keep innovating and keep changing. That's part of the game. Unfortunately those people don't have sustainability and sometimes that's a wake up call. I mean, uh you know the the Steve Jobs of China basically copied the iPhone and put a, a cheaper phone out there and they've got more market share. I think they're up two hundred thirty seven percent uh this year and they've got a market cap of fifteen billion dollars in two years. So that's extremely impressive. So you just have to expect it. Um, you right. know what I mean? You have big guys like Google, Apple, Amazon uh, that just can go in there and take your idea and make it better. And and but you know what's good things? Like for example, when Zuckerberg wanted to buy Snapchat for three billion, Snapchat said no, not happening. Uh, Facebook trying to create this poke thing. Whatever that the hell was that, and it didn't work out. And now Snapchat's worth ten billion dollars. Then a lot of people thought Mark Zuckerberg was crazy to buy Instagram for a billion. Uh, a billion and now look at where it is today Uh, google bought youtube for close to a billion dollars it's not worth over a hundred billion dollars it's the number one website in the world so at the end of the day um these people know what they're talking about and it's the world we live in you know that you know I, i don't like when people copy me obviously but here's the thing you can copy the how but you can't copy the why take that
1: Oh, that was good. Okay, people always ask me what country they should move to. A lot of my clients, they get sick of the dumbed-down culture of America. And since you travel internationally so much, what would you say are some of the more progressive hot spots in the world right now?
2: Well, listen, I I actually had missed coming home to America. You know, America is the go-go-go land. Forty percent of the world's millionaires are in this country. The American dream was built here. And, you know, we have a lot of luxuries, that, particularly, let's say, in South Africa, where I do a lot of business where they have, you know, beautiful homes, lots of opportunities, but every beautiful house and house there is surrounded by walls with barbed wires because of, yeah. you know, the threat of violence. Uh, not that it's bad, but, it, but the, the, so you know, and it's a third-world country, but first-rate people. Uh, then you go to Europe and people like Amsterdam, which I love. I love uh, Holland. It's a great country. But then also too, people are very laid back, and and if you're an entrepreneur, you're always waiting, like ah, you know what I mean. And then then you have the Asian culture, which is work, 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 all the time. Would you say would you say the
1: Asian culture is like the biggest industrialism going on? Like in the U.S., we had like different eras of industrialism here, you know, and our not – I, we did. Oh. I mean, back in like Whoa. 1877 to Look like the early 1900s, industrialism. And then in the 1900s, I'd say even in the 1990s, we had a touch of it. And the economy was just beautiful. Where would you say, would you say the Asian countries are where the industrialism is really at right now?
2: Woo, we could talk about social political issues in <laughs> countries, countries that's affecting the globalization as it relates to the IMF and whether austerity is going to have an impact on the dollar. But uh, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Okay, if you want that's to speak big words that's true. and just all right, all All right, I'll bring it down the notch. Uh, so, what so, would you so,
1: say currently, JT? What would you say you know, currently? America's cause...
2: on a roll right now. America's on a roll right now. Uh, the dollar's increasing. Stock market uh, was at a record uh, a couple of days ago. So you, you see that... Uh, the American economy is hot, except the problem is the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poor because mm-hmm. the rich are getting, like, know what to do. And I tell people, you either get rich or you die broke, you know? So those are the yeah. two kind of facets on that. Uh, you- but the problem is that Asia right now is suffering a little bit. Obviously, they're going through a bit what we experienced back in 2008, 2009. And a lot of things have gone so fast, and, and they're having trouble ca- capping up, and they're trying to put restraints on the real estate market. So, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. If the market goes up, it will go down. And Asia has been on a tear for the last 10 years. Just look at Russia. I mean, you want to talk about a country with pure ego and pride and destructiveness? Mm-hmm. Apple is worth more than the whole Russian stock market right now. Yeah. Uh, and and this, what was the point of going, uh, you know, and, and, and Crimea? You know, what's the point of taking that over? There is no economic value to that place, but it was all about ego and pride. And there's three big killers in business, ego, pride and um, uh, and greed. And that's exactly what happened to Russia. So now Russia's had to increase interest rates at 17% over the devaluation of the ruble. So they're getting hammered. So I think oh, you've got to stick to the fundamentals.
1: Oh, you're kind of turning me on. Okay, what would you say for my listeners? What do you think um, investment-wise, what do you think are the greatest you know investments as far as ROI? And also, give me some examples for people who have a couple hundred thousand and, they ha- and then the ones that have multi-millions. Like, what, well, would you, what would you say, um, you know, greatest investments right now?
2: Well, the greatest investment is in yourself. That's first and foremost. of right, And that's of the course. in your head. I tell, believe in mine feet. Um, but it really depends the level of risk and where you're at. You know, if you're young and you have no kids and no family, there's a higher level of risk. If you're in your 60s and you've got to make your money last until 85, because that's what people are living longer than ever before, then you need to make your money last. Your golden years have to last for another 25 years, And you're, you know what I mean? So I I just really depends on the level of risk. I believe in that, you know, I believe in, and, and everything in life comes in buckets and you cannot just go all in and you have to structure. Um, You know, if you've got nothing, then the only thing you bring to the table is your time and, you know, I, I put my stuff in, in sort of index funds and, and properties and things like that and focus on getting great deals. If you got a couple millions of dollars, I'd be thinking about, you know, it depends. You want to grow and build a business. So I buy and fix businesses and, and I start businesses. I, I partner with the right people. I, I You know, I know you have a lot of athletes and clients. You know, Michael Irvin, I coach, you know, one of the greatest football players of all time, uh, Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I him about hedging and diversifying. You know, right. not putting all your. I, I always say, Michael, everyone's going to know you as the greatest wide receiver of all time, three-time Super Bowl champion. No one could take that away from you. So what you need to do is you could be a janitor and still be a three-time Super Bowl champion. So I said you need to put efforts on building another set of your brain, like business. And you're like, right. there's this business guy who used to be a Super Bowl champion, not a Super Bowl champion who's trying business. And I think it's all about rebranding and repositioning. You That's know, true. some people go safe. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of structured notes where you know, those are almost virtually risk-free and basically I share in the upside, but my money's guaranteed, you know, you can put yourself in. in, And so what I, I just, I tend to not, you know, maybe that's why people just call me the next billionaire and not a billionaire yet is I just don't go all in because I know it's hard to be broke. And, and you have the average NFL player who blows who has an average career of 3 years who blows their money the, after 3 right, years or something. exactly.
1: Gone. What happens with the have, NFL player is they they get things that are, you know, they depreciate like cars, shoes, this, that, watches, gold, you know, and all stuff that's going to a lot jewelry, you know, stuff that's going to depreciate in value. And so I always encourage them and there's, you know, of course I have other clients as well, CEOs, speakers, writers, all that kind of stuff. I even have a lot of political and re- Religious leaders, which are very interesting, but anyway, um, all of them, you know, I try to tell them, you know, don't invest in things that are going to depreciate like that. And you're right, they get these multi-million dollar deals and they blow their money, and then they're like, "What happened?" So it's so important to get this. Well, they listen to people on. that are not
2: millionaires. They're listen to people that are not millionaires, financial advisors who you know, are not very successful. And and unfortunately for a lot of financial advisors, they haven't done it. They just make a commission or they take off other people. So I don't take advice from anybody who makes less money than me. And that's why I have the coaches that are successful. You know, people like my coach Nito or Hugh Hilton or George Ross, Donald Trump's right-hand man. These are the people I take advice that have been very successful. So what's I'm very next, conservative. What's
1: next for you? What's next for you? What are like, I mean, you do what you do, but do you have something on the horizon or on the agenda that's exciting that you're, you know, planning on doing? Like what's next for you? Well, I
2: mean, listen, I, I, I think uh, – I you do know, I'm going to be launching my, 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 so my, to be my new company, Millionaire Flicks on January 2nd, which is kind of mm-hmm. like Netflix, nice. but for wealth. So I'm going to put a lot of my videos that I've done with celebrities and successful people and you know, charge $9 a month. Obviously, Netflix has done it very well, so there's a need of the market. I've got a couple of technology companies that are starting that fits very well with Facebook, and I'm hoping my friend Randy Zuckerberg can uh, help me get them sell over to Mark, and it would be nice to make a 2 or $3 billion uh, because it's, it's all about the number of users. And, and uh, I think I have to make a decision tomorrow, but I'm thinking about investing in a, in a sort of a granola company. It tastes so good. Uh, the granola company tastes so good. And, Didn't you uh, just
1: buy a wine vineyard too, or did you do oh, that more than, Yeah, what? we're looking
2: to close on that in January. So, nice. yeah, I've never had a drink in nice. my life,
1: and I might own wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to answer the listeners' questions with J.T. Fox.
0: Dr. Zoe today is presented by Catapult Enterprises. Catapult has proudly certified over 1,000 life coaches worldwide. Our one-on-one life-changing certification process takes only six weeks to complete. No matter what your career, getting certified as a Catapult coach will improve your people skills and more importantly, your clarity of purpose. Work anywhere, make money, and make a difference. Visit catapultent.com for more information. That's k a t a p u l t e n p dot com. Or call one 844 vip today. That's one 844 vip
1: Okay, if you have a question about love, sex, or relationships that you would like me and my guests to answer, you could submit it right in the Dr. Zoe Today app under Ask Dr. Zoe tab or visit DrZoetoday.com. JT, are you ready to help me answer a few of these questions from the listeners? No problem. So we got Walter who wrote in, wrote in. It says, I am a predominant businessman, and I went through a nightmare of a divorce a year ago. I want to start dating again as I want a companion, but I'm so afraid of getting myself into a similar situation as I did with my ex, with someone who is only after me for my money. How can I distinguish a woman's true intentions? Well, so we kind of touched I mean, on this a little bit. But sign, a prenup, say, sign,
2: sign a prenup. Sign a up. I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to do when I get married. And I don't care if people say it's unromantic or not. You
1: know? <laughs> so,
2: you know what I mean? It could be unromantic, but I've got more to lose. And, and I think that's your biggest protection. And, and with most marriages end up in divorce over 50%, yes. Uh, yes. you know, you have to protect yourself. And I'm sure a lot more people will get divorced, but because of cost and financial and kids, they don't do it. So um, that makes it very different, which... Uh, so I, I think you need to protect yourself, and and I think you need to find someone. You know, I don't think you should, you know, tell people how much you make. I mean, I don't really show up with a Ferrari and, and wear all those things. And a lot of times I, I only tell people what I do. So uh, until later, and then they find out, and actually they're actually more impressed. But you know, listen, you can tell the gold diggers a mile away. So right. if you can't, then they get they need to go to gold digger class.
1: Yeah, and not only that, Walter. I would think like there's a lot more progressive thinkers out there that are realizing that 50% of marriages end up in divorce. So you know, look for someone that you connect with, and you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, someone that could stimulate you, not just sexually, but in other areas as well. Okay, Trish writes in. I'm 26. I've been dating since I was 15. In my entire life, I've never met anyone I true that truly excites me, like gives me butterflies and warm fuzzy thoughts. Needless to say I've never really given my heart to anyone but I want that deep connection more than anything is it just that I haven't met the right person or is there something wrong with me like I would Ma, definitely say did you write
2: know. this? it sounds like something you would write
1: me? Did you write that? <laughs> I've had my relationships I've had lots of good connections and lots of warm fuzzy feelings and well, well, I'm over I'm it, over it, that it, and now I'm just like enjoying my life well, I'm
2: the thing, very happy
1: if I'm very want happy. I'm so look for love.
2: If people want to look for love, going to Tinder is not the right place maybe. You know, exactly. like I said. People get laid on Tinder or they go to match.com and and if you really want it, maybe go to eharmony <laughs> or or I just I mean there, listen, there is someone for everyone. Uh but I don't know. I mean, I, you know, what does this person look like? Are they working out? Are they taking care of themselves? Uh, yeah. I Trish, very, I, I
1: definitely, Trish, you're only 26. I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think that you just haven't met that person that, like, you know, gets you excited. And, you know, I would just wait and enjoy yourself and be self-fulfilled. Like I always say to my clients, like two full glasses of water, a person who's self-fulfilled coming into a relationship with someone else that's self-fulfilled coming into a relationship, you you have a better chance of that lasting and having that connection. But if you're missing something and you're not full and somebody needs to pour into you, that person's going to become depleted or vice versa. You definitely want to be self-fulfilled and find yourself before you're looking to connect with someone. So it's all about what you attract and who you are too. All right. Anonymous writes in, I live in the state of California and I'm currently going through a divorce. My ex will not settle because she insists on wanting way more than my current generous offer okay and the settlement i feel like i'm stifled in my business because the more money i make obviously the more she's going to get i have no problem being fair with her but desperately need to be able to produce finances without her finding out what do you suggest
2: well get a good lawyer so you pay for what you get the better your lawyer is the the better advantage you're going to be and that's an unfortunate part i think you need to that's why you need to get a great lawyer to tell you how to structure your assets and and some of the things you do, so right. um, you know, I've got great lawyers; they're fantastic, and they advise me and and uh, and set up a plan to protect yourself. And like I said, next time, sign a prenup. As unromantic as that sounds, uh, that solves a lot of problems in companies and things like that. And and you know, obviously, if you've got uh, kids, you've got a seducier obligation to make sure she's taken care of and if if she was there while you were successful and she made sacrifices as well, then she needs to be taken care of. I mean in California it's very clear. So you know right. so you live in California and it's a sunshine. What, he, state. what
1: is he saying though? What he's saying though is that you you know, he wants to continue to make money and, you know, I mean he feels like he's stifled. Like oh, as far as that
2: that's first of all, what he's made the communal process. Uh, so, anything 50 50 before that'd be cut off. What he's talking is probably child support or alimony payments. The more he makes, the more he'll give. And, you know, that's marriage. So, you know, that's California. So, that's unfortunately a lot of people. Have been right. Confused. As far
1: as child support goes, of course, the more you make, the more you're going to give. And alimony and as Same thing well. with alimony. So, but so the. But as far as, like, feeling stifled, like you can't make money, I mean, form another LLC that's after the divorce or, you know, yeah, find you somebody can, You can get, You from. can get all that
2: stuff. That stuff can, you know, that goes through all discovery. It's very hard these days to hide unless you have overseas or did it before. Um, you know, with all the discovery laws and everything like if that. If there's and, a new
1: business formed after the marriage has been, you know, dissolved. Right. I mean, and, and, there's, you know,
2: there's a thousand ways to do that, but yeah, I'm not about is. to disclose that if if one of these days someone comes after me. And so Fox says the haters will find something else. We
1: talk to people about this all the time with my business, all the time, like every day. Okay, Yasmin. I dated this guy for a year, and he spoiled me rotten with all kinds of gifts and showed me that he lived a lavish lifestyle. When we started talking about marriage, I found out that he did this mostly on credit cards. Now he's in terrible debt. I feel horrible, but I'm not really interested in him anymore. I feel like he lied to me the whole time. What should I do? This is common. she takes my money,
0: <laughs> and I'm in
2: She's a gold digger. So, well, here's the thing, too. It's probably good for the other dude. I mean, the other guy obviously did it to impress her, and obviously yeah. the, 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 she liked it for him, so it sounds like she liked it for his money, so... Um, yeah, I, I, I would tell her Yeah, then if uh, you
1: had a true connection with him and now you're not interested in him just because he's in debt, then there's definitely, you know, something else going on there that's not, you know, a true, authentic love relationship. So I would say, you know, let him go because he is better off. Okay, anonymous. I travel a lot in business and honestly I have a different lady friend in most cities. One of which has recently turned up pregnant and wants to keep the child. I'm going to break. I'm going to have to break this to my wife, and I'm worried that the backlash will destroy my family and business.
2: Yeah, no shit.
1: What this should is like I? a reality How, here, here, here. How should I handle it?
2: Well, you're screwed. So, so basically, I mean, I mean, no glove, no love. Uh, so, that, so, I mean, he's screwed. So that will mess up his marriage most likely. It will be a very expensive disorder, and she'll be a very expensive lay, and then he'll have two baby mamas to pay for. It. So he was an idiot to have done that in the first place. So,
1: Yeah, I would definitely say you have to be honest with her. I think what he's doing is he's asking for some advice on how to break it to his wife. How would you break it to her? Hmm. Um, Wait till after the holidays. Uh, yeah, no,
2: and mean, there's no, there's no other names. It's like, hey, listen, I messed up. Here's what happened. I know you're mad. I know you're gonna do that, and that's gonna break her heart. But you know, it is what it is.
1: Okay, I would definitely wait till after the holidays to tell her. Number one, and well, you number might get two, out,
2: yeah, because then you'll have to get a bigger gift. Um, so- <laughs>
1: I love the way you think. I love the way you think. Number two, I would definitely get in in a in Kobe
2: you'll have to have a Kobe ring.
1: Calm, environment. Calm environment. Break it to her. You have to not deal with be, it. She's you know, not calm. She's gonna
2: flip out. She's gonna start hitting like May
1: I do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Get the confidential coaching with catapultant.com. Anyway, so JT, last question for you. Do you think powerful people are higher sexed, honestly, than people who don't have success? Of course.
2: You know what I mean? Success uh, attracts different things. And, and that, you know, the thing about success is you get to experience things other people don't and do exciting things and travel the world and make things more fun and have nicer destination. I mean, is it better to have sex than your three-bedroom, one-bath, uh, place or have sex in, on the in on the beach in the, in the penthouse by <laughs> the ocean and under the palm trees in Tahiti. Over I, the balcony while other
1: people watch. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, all uh, right. What? Give out your website again. I want everybody to be able to keep up with everything you're doing and check out your events this year.
2: Yeah, they can go to X dot com, double x dot com, and they can go check me on on Facebook on my fan page. And uh, you know, like at the end of the day, 2015 is your year. And remember that success is not a matter of chance it's a matter of choice.
1: Thanks for being on the show JT.
2: Thank you. Take